good morning or afternoon, depending on what time you are listening to this podcast, and welcome to yet another episode of Do Geese Have Udders, the show where we ask the unanswered and answer the unasked, looking at news and online stuff too. I'm Michael Gooch, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Matthew Thompson. You right, Matt? So I didn't catch a word of that. Good. Then let's start the show. I've got a question for you, Will. You are a graduate as well. Yeah. Although you graduated... Wait, you graduated last year, wasn't it? I graduated. Uh, you were the second one, weren't no, you? No, I was the first one. Wasn't... I graduated oh, no, he did for films. Darius. He did films. The first one ever to uh, Darius graduate. basically did a BTEC. Will's really against film studies and media studies are subjects. They're not subjects. Oh, that hurt. I know things are loud when I see even Matt sort of like squint <laughs> and move away. Uh, well, one thing I was going to talk to you about was that um, obviously I, I graduated this year and I didn't exactly get a ceremony, which uh, is very sad. But Will they would don't. find that yeah, Will would find that hilarious because Will loves seeing people suffer, and I'm an objectively <laughs> poor human being. And Will, um, I take it you wore one of those hats, yeah, those square funky hats, yeah. Why do they have a name? They do. Why are they called? I don't know. Ah, well, um, I've got one in my room, though. Well, that's what I was going to say. Why do you think you graduation hat hats are square? Uh, probably because of some archaic design. It's only undergraduate hats are like that. Masters and PhD hats I know. are slightly different. I know. I'm surprised you knew that. Oh, was I that went fact? To, I went to a ceremony. <laughs> oh, well, I haven't, so that's why I don't ones. know. Oh, I was oh. going to say because uh, they used to sharpen the corners in the olden times, so when you threw it up, they would fall down on someone, then you could uh, there would be less jobs, uh, less people in the job market. That that's not true. I know. At all. Yes, they did, they did the equivalent of arrow roulette that, yeah. at a graduation that, ceremony. That's just not true at all. I think we should do it. I Why? Don't. No. As someone that has been there, I'd rather have hats falling on <laughs> me rather than you know swords. The, the hats are softer than you think, anyway, Matt. I mean, they're not gonna. I mean, they would make you look up and go, "Ow!" Did you have your name in it? No. Did you throw it? No, I held on to mine. Because I'm not an idiot. Yeah. That's what I, did people I throw them though at your ceremony? Yes. Ah. And those people are idiots. Yeah. Why did they not get them back? Some of them didn't. Oh. Well, no, you would. I mean, I'd pick up two. <laughs> I'd just pick up the only ones I could come across. Look at me. I went uni. <laughs> oh yeah, you wouldn't even have even gone to <laughs> yeah. the uni. You're literally just turning up to nick the hats. Yeah. If you have gone to a graduation ceremony and you did lose your hat, there's a strong chance that Matt has appeared and nicked them. Yeah. Uh, Mick, if you do have one, can I like appear in your boot just so I can get a hat? I mean, I yeah, I have one at home because my parents uh, did a little one for me because obviously I, they've got no idea where my ceremony is going to be anyway. That's adorable. It, it was adorable. It was it was very tragic because it reminded me, oh yeah, I'm never going to get to chuck mine up in the air and have it potentially kill my other friends at uni. Uh, but no, it was, it was very nice. But then I did, you know, I looked at it and... I used to be a hat man, and you you, you used to be a hat man as well. I think you still are a hat he man. He has a whole collection I, of hats. I, yeah. I know, don't really wear hats, but I have them. I know. You've got some very interesting ones, actually. Yeah. I do. Um, and I happened to look at it, and I was like, well, why, why are they square? So do you know why they're square, though, Will? Uh, no. Well, uh, well, no, he said, um, well, what's it you said? You said some Ma- of them are different Masters shape. and PhD ones are a different shape. And I was, I was surprised that Will knew that. Obviously, you just said that you went to a ceremony, and that's why. But I looked up um, a little while ago. I went to an actual uni and an actual degree, so I know things. <laughs> I have a degree. It's, it's in the mail. It's coming. Um, apparently, at Oxford it's University. crayon. <laughs> oh, like at one point. Oh, what's the film? At one point, we were concerned that they were just going to say, print it off. 
pretty happy yourself. I would have been I'm so sad. I'm feeling much better now <laughs> being able to take the mic out of you, Barry. Uh, apparently, at Oxford University in the 17th century, undergraduates were resigned to the older rounded caps, um, while those with higher degrees were allowed to wear the square ones. Um, and then by 1675, aristocratic undergraduates were then given permission to wear the square uh, square caps as well. So I still don't really know why, but I think it just makes us feel smarter now that we get to wear a square cap than a rounded one. I think it's just thrown into society I mean, a ra- now. A, a rounded one natural. would just look more like a beret, I think. Do people have rounded ones at your ceremony? Yeah, so the other ones were more... Um, sort of think... Sort of like a floppy cowboy hat. <laughs> like yeah. a soft a soft cowboy hat, I think. Like a fedora? Sort of no, 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 no. It's it's a, it's a wide-brimmed hat, but soft and looked like it was sort of made of felt. Or, um, mm. I was about to say Velcro, but it's not Velcro. I think velvet. That sort of thing. Just look at look it up. You know, <laughs> there's pictures on the internet. Just type in masters slash PhD graduation hat, and you'll find pictures of it. Like, I don't know why you're asking me. Because <laughs> you graduated, and Matt hasn't gone to university, and I'm not going to. And that's why you don't spend £34 a month paying your student loan back. One question uh, I happened to find came from um, a joke that American comedian John Mulaney um, said during a routine. Do you guys know who John Mulaney is? No. Oh, well, that doesn't really matter. But he happened to say something about um, pirates and pirate chests. So if I say in your mind, picture a pirate chest. Yeah. And the pirates, you know, they've, they've found it. Why are pirate chests always overflowing? Why the one in my head isn't? It's closed why? and locked. Because there's a leak in the boat. <laughs> no. What? What sense does that make? Wordplay. And apparently, yeah. So pirate chests typically are always overflowing. Why do pirates never find a chest that's just the right size for what they're going to get? They always bring a chest that's too small. So I think there's two reasons for this. One is most of them have got a domed top, so when you open it. There's like still space. When you close it, if it's flush with the top, it's still there's loads of space. So once you open it, then it's going to be sticking over the top. Second thing I think is you've never met a pirate. All the things you're talking about are either pictures or films where they need to make it look dramatic, and a half-empty chest isn't going to look very dramatic. Yeah, could so. you imagine? Have you met a pirate? Uh, no. <laughs> what? Do you, sorry, do you want to do that, man? Do you want to make a realistic pirate film where they just go and find a chest, open it, and inside everything perfectly fits? And there's nothing overflowing. I mean, yeah, it's the scene from Pirates of the Caribbean where there's just a heart in a tiny chest. Well, there you go. That's, that's a more realistic one, then. What, oh, yeah. That's heart. very realistic, that isn't it? That was a silly statement. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have an answer to that question? Or? No, I don't. I don't have an answer to it. Um, all I could really say was John Mulaney um, wondered if it was... Obviously, we know what pirate eye patches are for, but he thought that maybe because they have their eye patches on, they've just got poor depth perception. And so underestimate the amount of treasure that's really there. And uh, that's why their pirate chests are never big enough. Um, but we do know why pirates actually have eye patches, don't we, Will? Yeah. And why do they always have eye patches? So they can fight in the dark underneath the ships. Boom. Well, not fight, but yeah. But they, it's just so yes. they can see better in yeah. the dark overall. Not just fight. And I happened to watch an episode. There was an episode of Mythbusters on that a little while ago I yeah. watched. And um, they were doing a course in the dark and then did it with an eye patch and then the eye patch taken off and then they did it with no eyes and then they could see perfectly that plane is so loud how do they get the ships in the bottles man that always confuses me because um, the bottle doesn't go the whole way around <laughs>
So the ship is connected to the base, and then the bottle you glue to the top. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I, I thought it was... Are we um... the same thing? You know, ships in a bottle? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. So, yeah, so it has a base, right? But how'd you get it in? So there's a base yeah. with the ship on it without the bottle. You then have a bottle that there is a rectangle cut out of the side oh, of that I then see. goes over the top. My whole childhood's been a lie. Well, I, I was actually going to say a completely different one. That, what I was about to say, I, I've, I've seen someone do it where they have done it in a bottle, but they've put the mast down, and then once it's in the bottle, they've got like this little hook or something, and they use that to then raise the masts up, so that then it's in a solid bottle and there is no base for it. There you go. And that was, that was the way I was going to say. I didn't know that they did that way. So, so what, there's a little hatch where like the stand is where it holds the bottle up. Yeah, except the bottle's glued to the... Yes, yeah, so... So I presume if you found a way to break part of the bottle, you could get the ship out in one piece on the base. Right. Yeah. We'll just buy a wooden ship. Or make your own. That'd be quite a fun little thing to make. What, a ship? Yeah. And then put it in a bottle. You can buy... I, I, that's just reminding me. My granddad used to have a um, build-your-own-ship-in-a-bottle kit. It was like some really old thing. It had some lovely artwork like, on the front, and he never, ever built it. We'll and it. I wonder where it is now. Could be in the loft. Skip. Probably a skip. Will, I've got a question for you. It's something I hope you can talk about. Great. Uh, and I'm going to get their name 100% wrong, but I remember you bringing him up previously when we were just having a chat with some other people. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, do, you, do you know who it is, who I'm about to mention? No. Ah, well, um, I was interested when you were talking about some guy called Quonzel something, wasn't it? What? Or, oh, yeah. What, what's his name? Um... It begins with Q. Oh, I can't say his name. He's a um, like Mayan or Aztec god. And what did he do? I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know much about Mesopotamian gods. Oh, I thought you were t- you were talking about him previously to me, and he was like, um, I was. He, he was talking about the future or something, wasn't he? No, the past was more advanced than now. Is I think we were talking about. Oh, so the idea that there were civilizations before we thought there were civilizations. So the uh, the vague idea now is that civilization started about eight thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's fairly strong evidence to say that there were civilizations at least 12,000 if not before that so you know Atlantis might actually be a place I believe Atlantis have, is a place. have been a place what do you think mate? I have watched a YouTube video on it and it was like two hours long that's a long, and, uh, that's a long old YouTube video yeah, mate, they're, they're getting better <laughs> getting better <laughs> YouTube's getting better but yeah uh, I don't know there might have been stuff before us I don't know where I mean, there would be stuff under the ocean if there was Atlantis, wouldn't there? Yeah, I mean, not necessarily under the ocean. So they found a new um, archaeological site in Turkey that was just under some hills and stuff like Just, <laughs> just under some hills? Where, where people hadn't bothered looking before. Yeah, I mean, um, they found Pompeii. Right? Yeah, yeah, but that's, that's different though, isn't it? significant amounts of written records explaining exactly where it was and what happened, you know. Is it? But yeah. N- well, how do we know Atlantis might have been a thing? Again, there's semi-written records yeah it's true everyone knows about it as well well just because everyone knows about it doesn't necessarily mean it was true everyone knows about the Simpsons but they <laughs> didn't exist well no, I've watched there's, the show I mean yeah, Simpsons exist as a concept they exist yeah as a concept but as a show they exist I'd rather watch Futurama personally that is the one show where they had more PhDs PH, P, P, yeah, 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 PhD PhD quite right PhDs yeah. than people actually working on the show and what? that. They're more smart people made Futurama. 
and they made like a yeah, they got like, a Nobel not a Nobel prize they got a prize or something from scientists wasn't it like one yeah, of the I, I think it's along the lines of like wasn't it n- nine people who had something to do with creating Futurama had PhDs yeah they they held about two or three yeah and they were saying it was like the, the smartest bunch of people making a cartoon or something but yeah. then the Big Bang Theory which is awful agreed <laughs> how many <laughs> how many PhDs do you think were involved in that. None. How is there laugh tracks in it? I don't understand. It's that. not How? funny, and they are objectively awful people. Okay, well, it's interesting. What do you think about laughter tracks in in comedy? Aren't they all dead? Sometimes no. Sometimes it helps. So um, John Oliver's this week tonight. He's been doing it since over over the COVID period. I've been watching them, and it's just not the same. It's just not as oh, funny. There's not a live audience because there's not a live audience yeah, to laugh, and it's. It's the same with yawning. Laughter is fairly contagious. So you can watch a DVD of a comedian at home and sort of go, huh, that was funny. Watch the same joke live in person. You'll find it really, really funny. Yeah, like, other like you said, it's contagious. It's contagious. Yeah. There's a, the amount of atmosphere you get is a lot, which is why a lot of shows put them in. But shows like The Big Bang Theory, I just don't think are funny. Well, no, they laugh on the insults of like Sheldon being... Weird, it's not funny. Yeah. Well, it's it's like every time you see someone taking the mick out of the Bing Bang Theory or doing like a parody or something like that, is you always see them just saying like one sentence and then laugh the track. Like it doesn't matter what yeah. they said, just laugh the track. And it happens Bazinga. to be it happened. Ha 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 ha. That's Big Bang Theory in a nutshell. Yeah. And when I was actually doing my dissertation, which I've said before was on comedy, is I was showing this focus group. Mick, um, your virus protection is expired. Oh, it expired like two years ago. It's fine. Uh, if I ignore it, it'll I go away. I don't feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> and in my dissertation, I was showing this focus group these older comedies, these comedies you know that people might now say is offensive or just not funny anymore. And that's one of the things that they all had in common was they all had a laughter track, although the people I was showing them to weren't laughing. And so I said, well, what do you think about that? It's that they sort of, they've put that track in there. What does that mean? And so basically we came to the conclusion that laughter tracks are in there just to tell the audience when to laugh and to for them to say, this is funny. Yeah, you will laugh a, at this. This is funny. A joke. Even if it's... One of them was... I can't even say... I'm not going to say which one it is, but one of them was, in today's world, blatantly offensive. But because it had a laughter track... It felt like they were saying, this is funny. You're going to laugh at this. This this is something you need to laugh at. In the real world, this is funny, okay? This is not offensive. This is funny. No, nah, it's just bottom of the barrel, basically. If you put a laugh track in, you just don't need to try at all. Well, some places do um, have an audience and have a laughter track simultaneously. So, like, you were actually, you said very briefly a second ago, is people in laughter tracks are basically dead people. And you are very much right with that. Most laughter tracks were recorded from an audience that are probably dead now. And so some shows like ah, the, that's funny, <laughs> like The Big Bang Theory, um, they have a live audience there. But sometimes I believe shows like that will have the audience laughter, but then play a laughter track on top as well to boost the laughter, to make it sound like there's a lot more there, and to make it sound like things are funnier than that. Do you think our show would be better if we had a laughter track? I think it would be better if you actually told some jokes and said something funny. <laughs> Laugh from Mick. Matt just didn't care. We just we should just put a laugh track over one of us, not the other. Just one. over one person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Matt, tell a joke then. <laughs> You're live. You see, now I, I I don't have to put a laugh track in there, and just people will think, oh, he's being mean. No, that's just the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. 
Will, now you have been a guest on the show, and as you've known from uh, from previous episodes, would you like to read the outro? Yes. Oh, you sound so enthusiastic. Yes, there you go. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. Don't forget that follow. Don't forget to give that follow or subscribe button a click so you don't miss out on any future episodes. You need some punctuation in there. And why not check? And what? Why not check our Twitter and Discord too, where we post updates, comma, behind-the-scenes stuff, and like, and just general other news about the show. This is not very good. Links in the description below. Go any topics or questions you think need a proper answer or have yet to even been asked. Drop it in the comments below or send us a tweet. Until next time, goodbye. See, that wasn't so hard, was it, Will? Oh. <laughs>